All right, we're trying to go live, uh, Michael and I, from Montreal. We're actually at a hotel in downtown. Michael, you're yes. on the phone to check in, and we are live indeed. Yeah, we are live. Check the audio to make sure that. Uh, we'll sh share this right okay. now too as well. All right, we're just double checking to see that we that we have good audio before we get started. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We anyway, should. we should. So I came up to Canada for a couple of days. I was in Niagara Falls, then I went to Toronto, and then I came uh, to Montreal. And Michael's only about two hours or an hour and a half away yep. from Montreal, so he decided to drive up so we can uh, hang out as well. So yeah. Andrew and I got to go live. It was brief. It was probably like 15 minutes uh, last last Saturday from his cabin. Uh, up north uh, Toronto and then now that I have uh, Michael in front of me I figure we go live together so that, that's fun yes uh, so we're live in Facebook right you can see it yeah yeah we can see it yeah check, this is great check anyway. the audio check the audio yeah. uh, just audio should be good all right so we're good with audio so Michael let's get started right? yeah it was man. all nice to yeah, see you yeah good to see you too man, man. We're, we, we rarely get time to spend to hang out and spend together right and so you're all the way south of Miami I'm up all the way north here in Burlington Vermont that's right. How's this trip been for you so far with family and stuff? It's been awesome. Niagara Falls is spectacular. It's something that I think every American, even Canadians, <laughs> should uh, yeah. should should check out the Canadian side of Niagara oh, Falls. Oh, yeah. Canadian side is way better. I'm so glad you guys got to see the Canadian side. It was yeah. The Canadian side is such a beautiful... Spectacular. Beautiful, spectacular. Yeah, right. tell us. Yeah, tell, what did you do with your family there? What did you get no, to experience? So we just basically walked around the border where you can see uh, both of the big uh, falls. That's uh, great. We, we took a little boat that takes you all the way with enough, say maybe 20, 30 feet of the actual waterfall coming down. It was a uh, big force, you know, air and water <laughs> and noise. It was pretty spectacular. And they have like arcades and stuff like that for kids yeah, so or what? There's, yeah. a little, there's a little city next to Niagara Falls, the, the actual park, yeah. uh, that has like little arcades and kids stuff. It's, it's a tourist place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, but the kids had a bl the kids had, had an absolute blast. That's so great. so we went up. Then we went up to Toronto uh, for a couple of days. Yeah, stayed up uh, with Andrew in his uh, family's cabin, about two north up. Uh, it's a lake house. We swim in the lake. Something that we don't do in Florida. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. swim in lakes in Florida. <laughs> it's all ocean. Well, yeah. it's just, no. The problem is that lakes in Florida oh, have, have, gators. have alligators, <laughs> right? And they're not really nice to swim in. That's funny. So that was a nice experience for my family. And then we came down to Toronto. My first time in Toronto. Uh, bought a hat. Uh, yeah. Spent about three days there. Toronto is an amazing city, yeah. and then I drove all the way from Toronto to Ottawa, which was five hours, five and a half hours. Felt longer, <laughs> um, and then about two hours to Montreal today. So and Toronto is still living off the high win of the championship, probably. Oh, everybody, oh everybody, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's a basketball fan. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And the Blue well, Jay, the Blue Jay fans there is big fandom. Everybody wearing oh, yeah. shirts. We we happen to be at the next to the stadium during a game so you could really tell uh, that city is really into the sports. Well, my joke about the Toronto Raptors is I'm, I'm thankful that we could loan them American players to play That's for right. the NBA. <laughs> That's right. There, there's, there's no Canadian players yeah. in, in, in Toronto Raptors team. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so we wanted yeah. to just come up with, a, I guess, a strange topic. We, we, we started this, Andrew and I, talking about it, but we couldn't really finish it because we were a bit under the influence of alcohol at the cabin, <laughs> so uh, we had to end it quickly. But you know, is, is there a reason why business ideas and innovation does happen also while you're on vacation? Right, right. E even right. if you're not thinking about work, right. you're with the kids, you think about business ideas, and I thought of this, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if you want me to share it. All of us always think we, 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 the idea we have is probably yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully share that tonight. Well, yeah. I, I know for sure that I'm not going to do anything about it. So <laughs> Somebody else can steal it, right? So I'll share it. So if somebody <laughs> thinks it's good, do it. Just send a royalty check to Hector if you, you get big. All right. So I was driving from uh, Toronto to Ottawa. Very long drive. Boring from me that I didn't know what I was looking at. Right. I was passing all these little towns. And none of them, none of them were called Springfield or something falls or springs like in America. Right. They all had these really cool little names. Right, right. You know, one was called Thousand Islands. <laughs> one was called Pickering. One was called Port Hope. Right. You know, um, uh, Bay of Quinty. You know, all these towns, I was driving like, man, I wonder if I should pull over and, yeah. and, and, and check it out. Yeah. So I felt I, I potentially missed so much because oh, I didn't know. wow. You just gave me the app idea you're probably thinking of. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so the app idea I was thinking yeah. is, an app that you play, obviously GPS, yes, uh, uh, activated, and basically narrates with you everything yes. that's going on around you. Oh my God! So it says you're passing the Bay of Quinty. It was I founded in so love much, that so much population. <laughs> uh, hotels are popular right. because of X, Y, Z. So it would have been cool for me to kind of understand, you know, a lot about Canada during a five-hour drive yes. instead of listening to like radio. And, and just like else. just like Google Maps or Apple Maps, it tells you turn this way in five miles or whatever it is, turn right, right get off exit, whatever. Instead, it, it can give you suggestions. And one of the things Google Maps does right now is it gives you a suggestion of, oh, your route, if you take this thing, it'll go faster, do you want to? Right, but I, want, I really don't yeah, want that. I you want, want the scenic route. Now you want the scenic route, right. and then also, you would love the map to say, hey, um, two miles ahead is a famous tourist stop. Exactly, That's Would you exactly like to it. stop with your family? That's exactly it. Right. That is an amazing idea. That, that is a great so, idea. So me and my wife were talking about it. It's like, okay, well, a couple problems. Right. So number one, how do you monetize it? Right. Right. So I was thinking, that's not that difficult. No, no, no. If you're a little hotel in one of those towns, you, you want, want to be on that. You want to you yeah. be the one that sponsors the exit. Yes, yes. Right. So that's easy. That's easy. But right. the other one is how do you develop such a massive thing? Right. So I was thinking, you know, maybe you just take some sort of artificial intelligence algorithm that reads the stuff off of Wikipedia. Yes. Right? And then it, and, and then it picks stuff off of Google Maps that you know, right. know it's already there. And, and then right. maybe picks it off of Yelp or maybe... Oh, that's a great or maybe, idea. I was thinking also, if you, if you do a Google Map search, you see where people take pictures and they post them with geotag. Yes. If there's a place where a lot of people take pictures, yeah. you know, the ones that they post online, they're geotag, will tell you, hey, a lot of people take pictures. And right. Visit. It must be popular. It must right. be popular. Right. There must be something interesting. Right. So I think it's a great, that idea. Is a great idea. I don't want to do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, nothing to do with it. Yeah. I would love that. It's funny. You came up with the idea, and often we you come up with new ideas when you're experiencing something, and either there's boredom involved or there's friction. Right? Friction, right? It's friction or boredom. In this sense, you were bored. Right. right? It's not that you were there was friction. You knew where you were going, but in this sense, you were bored, and you want to solve the boredom. Right. right? And so, you you obviously are driving. You're literally driving. You can't really solve it and, and be safe. Um, you'd like your spouse to try to solve it and be safe, and I guess she could have. Correct. She could have picked up Wikipedia and just randomly searched these places. But it's such a manual process. It, and Man, and, and yeah. it moves so fast. Yes, you move so and, fast. And then you have to read the ratings to see if you're reading something worth looking yes. at. Yes. I mean, it, it, you know, it's so many moving parts. Right. And you would have you would have added another thirty minutes, forty five minutes to an your day, an hour, yeah. just if you could get one more experience for your kids, That's right. That's or right. for your family. That's right. On that trip. That is a brilliant idea. I, I think one of the reasons why you're mentioning friction specifically yes. is because of, because of Transactions 3.0. Correct. Right, which is a book that you just finished. Yes, yes. Right. So it's, all, it's a book that's all about, I recommended it. Yeah, yes, it, 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 It's all about, uh, you know, how the economy. The new economy, the sharing economy, all those right. things. Yeah. But how, yeah. How, how the most successful companies are the ones that 
reduce transaction costs, Correct. reduce friction. But there's an opposite idea from Rory. You want to show the book? Yeah, I'll uh, show it's, the book. it's actually from this book yep. called Alchemy, which I'm I'm about halfway done. I, I gifted one to to Mike because I think he's gonna like it. And he actually talks about that not all friction, not all of not all the friction, it has to be a time saver. Correct. Like we, we think it's all about time savings or it's all about optimizing. He says the example that the train, let's say a train from London to Liverpool, right? Let's say the, the train is uh, six hours, seven hours, and, and they're spending billions of dollars figuring out how to make it go faster right. to reduce the friction of time. But he argues that you can spend a fraction of that by just making it more pleasant right. to be in it. Right. So more, more comfortable chairs. Right. TVs, maybe right. maybe you sell drinks. Coffee access, right? Maybe yeah. you sell drinks, and he, he makes a joke saying maybe everybody that works there is really good looking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then people want to be on it longer. Want actually, to be on it longer. Right, right. So so it, it's, it's the, the 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 idea, and when you think about that and friction, not everything about business is making it faster, making it better. Correct. Sometimes a slower trip, scenic route, something that would make me feel that I took advantage of it, yep. might be more meaningful to me. So that's. That you know, obviously reading those two books. That's right. Right before yeah. coming here, messed up with my head. <laughs> and the other thing I, I thought that was kind of interesting, in um, the road from Toronto to Ottawa, there was one street that had speeding ticket fines posted. Oh, interesting. Right. So it was it, it was transparent. But but yeah. it, it, it had three options. <laughs> so it says twenty kilometers over the speed limit, hundred and twenty dollars. It told you fine. these numbers. Yeah. Thirty dollars over the speed limit. Two hundred dollar fine, uh, <laughs> whatever. Forty kilometers over speed limit, three hundred dollar fine. I, right. We thought that was just particularly interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's really really great. No. So I think I think I know why. Why do these ideas come on vacation? Well, there's experiences where you get bored, but it's also the fact that you are outside of your comfort zone. Right. When usually when traveling, especially if you're traveling in in, a, in another culture or a right. foreign land a right. land that is strange to you right and so one of the reasons i like actually coming up to montreal one it's a 90 minute drive for us as a family but also when you're walking around and i was experiencing this this morning was walking around with my boys i was taking them to the, lo the local movie theater here to watch toy story 4 on the way i literally thought i heard five to ten different languages it's being spoken by different people and in montreal in montreal okay, just yeah. walking downtown and there are signs both in french and in English, right? Mostly you, French. Yeah, mostly French, exactly. Yeah, right. and, 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 and you go to the restaurant, you're trying to order something, the menu's in French, you don't know if the person at the, ca at the register knows clearly English and right. what it's going to say back right. there. So it makes you think about, and it puts you out of this comfort zone, and actually starts making you think about things a little differently. Right. Your life, about your world, right. about that your world isn't as small as you think it is. Right. Right? It, it is a lot bigger. And your business, maybe it could be bigger. Not, it, it's not as small as you think it is. I think we, right. we, we, we put, get so comfortable with the limits we put on our business, on ourselves, and our and our families. And you know, one of the reasons you probably brought your family up was to give them a different experience. Right. You could have gone anywhere with your family and spent thousands of dollars on a vacation, but you came to Canada. Right? No, I, I'm yeah. spending thousands of dollars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so the, you mean thousands less? Yeah, yeah, maybe thousands less. Right. Yeah. The, maybe the current the exchange rate is helping you out. I don't that's know. That's right. Yeah. So by the way, Canada, yeah. great place to come. Yes. You get seventy five cents on the dollar here for everything. <laughs> Although everything's twenty five percent more expensive. So. Right. 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 It's right. a wash. Yeah. So, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I come is is it's so close, but also the the variety of food, the variety of culture. 
get your outside of your comfort zone and help you think about helps you think about the different um, different ways you can view and, and look at your business, your family, yourself. Um, that's why I love coming up here and bringing my kids. And one of the things I am learning is that. So you do come here kids, often. You come. I here do often? come here. Yep, at least three, four times a year. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, and so I, it's so accessible for me. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, you know, your idea of a, a, a travel app, you know, observing situations in which you wanted your experience to be better, right. not for it to be less time, like you said, your experience to be better. Right. So if we were to think about that with with our customers right now, right, what would those things be? What would those questions be? I think most of our customers in accounting or bookkeeping customers that we have, I think most of them would love a better experience. That's for sure. They would love a better experience, right? And right. every time you just give a little more better experience, right. it goes a long way right now. That's right. In regards to being able to uh, price them higher, but also yeah. their loyalty to you mm -hmm. and they adjust their perception or view right. of accounts or the industry. So what, what's an example of something where you actually thought about that well, I'll, I'll and tell you changed you, it? Yeah. I mentioned it when I was with Andrew last week. I don't know if you got a chance to catch the, the whole conversation, but I was in this hotel which is basically a big water park with mm. rooms. Mm. So the hotel is really kind of crappy, really. It's like a three-star, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but, uh, but the water park is incredible. Right. And I think they know their hotel sucks. I think they know that. Right. The hotel is just low quality, but the water park is great. And it's like $400 Canadian, right, uh, a night, which is also wow. incredibly expensive. Wow. So if you're not using the, the, the water park it's really kind of a waste but one thing I, I noticed and, and it, it got me thinking is every time I went down the slide again it's a repeat if you watched last week every time I went down the slide um, you basically submerge right when the slide happens and you come right up there was always an employee there to kind of help you walk oh, out wow, tell yeah. you okay this is where the tube goes and this is where you step right. out just in case you're a bit disoriented but in every single time they asked me they looked at my face and said how was it oh wow they don't need yeah, to do that. They don't need to do they that. They don't need to do that. Right. They don't need to do right. that. But, but they said it with a smile. They said it. So in a way, in a way, they might, there might be a culture of empathy where they, they want to see if you liked it. Yeah. But I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's to reinforce you, reinforce that you are having fun, reinforce that it's not $400 right. per <laughs> night in a hotel. It's the whole experience Pants, that includes yeah. the water park. And, and that's the one thing, that's the one thing that it just got me thinking of saying, what are those little interactions yes. where you ask our version of how was it? Yeah. You know, I, I talk to my customers all the time and basically I say goodbye and hey, goodbye, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't, I don't ask for immediate feedback or at least if I know that I like it, to remind them that they liked it. Right. You know, so I don't know what that looks like yet. Maybe you maybe, yeah. maybe that kind no, of thing. No, one of the things, the, one of the things I immediately thought about is um, the few times I've gone to a Chick-fil-A the yeah. experience in a Chick-fil-A, it, it's like it's not fast food. It's no, like it's, they, they put themselves in a completely different category. That's true. And what you expect when you walk into a Chick-fil-A, you, uh, you expect the same experience from any other fast food place. You go to a Chick-fil-A, and it's like you went to a high-end restaurant. That's right. The, they're they're tra somehow training um, you know, lower-paid fast food staff to treat you like they are concierge hotel employees. Right. And they are dedicated to making your experience so great. 
and that's the thing I keep thinking about is how to do that in our practices with on, our customers. On Chick-fil-A specifically, yeah. I read an article that said that a lot of McDonald's uh, uh, franchisees were complaining about McDonald's not doing enough yeah. to stop a Chick-fil-A from uh, building or establishing clothes. Mm. Uh, because, you know, when, 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 when McDonald's is a prime real estate. Right. So you usually negotiate with the city or negotiate with the owner of the of the commercial area to prohibit another fast food type of place to come in there and a lot because there was a significant reported a significant decrease in sales because chick-fil-a takes a lot from mcdonald's and a chick-fil-a in average within i think it's a five mile range of a mcdonald's will sell more than a mcdonald's right even with sunday closing wow right even even with sunday closing and i did realize that every time i go to my to chick-fil-a there's one next to my house, so I go there quite a bit. Basically, it solves for a lot right. of... Uh, they always say thank you, and they look at you in the eyes, and it's it's a little thing. Right. You can argue it's free. Right. It's right. You don't have to do that. I mean, necessarily. I, there's, a, there's an expense right. to training the staff and monitoring them and make sure that it's being executed. Right. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a cost to that. Right. That maybe... Holding not, that stuff accountable to do it as well. Not in the PL, but, right. but, but there's just a, a emotional or, 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 or training cost. But the impact to that, the ROI yes. is yeah. astronomical. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I you know, I had this experience recently. Um, I emailed we, we do this we do this often when I'm doing a renewal on a contract. Um, and try, especially when I'm trying to either do a small increase on pricing or or a significant increase on pricing. The first thing I'll do is reach out to the customer uh, by email and I'll ask Hey, can you give me some feedback? I'm reviewing your contract. Can you give me some feedback on your experience so far with Reconcile? Before, before I present them anything. Before you present them the price increase. Yes. Do they know that, that after that answer comes a price increase conversation? No, no, no. no. no, no, no okay, anything. Okay. I'm just asking. I'm just. I, I do tell them that I'm doing a re- review on their contract. Okay. Yeah, I do okay. say that, right? Right. And so in the future, like, right, right. So right. starting January of next year, yes, yes, you have a yes, change. Exactly. Exactly. And in July, you have this conversation. Exactly. Okay. And so I'll say, I'll say, you know, I just did this a, a few weeks ago, and I said, hey, I've got you. I've got a July renewal for you. I'm reviewing your contract. I'd love to know about your experience and how we can make it better, what we can improve, and what it's been like with the bookkeeper we've assigned to you. And I got some amazing feedback from a client who absolutely loves the bookkeeper they're working so with. So they were happy. They were very happy and they were very specific about what she's done very well, right? And, um, and, you, don't and think, you don't think because a, re- a renewal conversation or price increase conversation was coming up, they didn't feel that they might be shooting themselves in the foot? Or no, or, I don't think so. the way you so. framed it. I don't think so. I, I, I also asked them, I'd love to get feedback on how we can make it better. And so, and oftentimes, customers, when we ask that, they actually don't provide a whole lot of um, answers to help us. Right, they don't uh, know. They don't know, they don't know. And so, um, but they do provide great insight into how the, uh, the bookkeeper working with them is serving their needs specifically Correct. that wows them. And then I go to the, that employee specifically and I share that with them and say, I just want you to know I got this amazing feedback and this is, you know, keep doing this doing this help you and it really helps with that that renewal conversation obviously later on right there are a few times where I do get an improvement you know or some some constructive uh, feedback um, and I'm able to go back to the bookkeeper and have that conversation and even then I'll even if if I'm anticipating a price increase I'll still do it okay let's do, do the price increase to say okay I, you know and I'll tell the customer I'm gonna I'm gonna take this feedback to my team I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna fix it but also uh, I want to know what else can we do for you. 
And that's okay. another great question to ask is, what is, what else can we do for you to make you even more excited question. to work with us? Do they have to say, do they have to mention an else? Do they have to say yes? The else you have to do is X, Y, Z. Do they have to enumerate a number of things in order for you to justify the price increase? Or could you do it even when they say, there's nothing you can do better, yeah. you're perfect? No, there, there's, uh, they do not have to enumerate an else. Now, if they don't enumerate an else, and I'm going to do a price increase, I will explain why there's a price increase. Right. So I one, I'll say, hey, we haven't done a price increase in two years or one year. Right. So it's a standard price increase. Or secondly, it would be, hey, by the way, I wanted to remind you, your business has significantly grown since we started. Okay. And here's how it's grown, either in revenue, transaction volume, expenses. Okay. And talk to them about the amount of work that, um, the amount of increased work that causes for our team. But so that, you, we're you do say that. that. Yeah, I do say we that. We are working more. Yeah, yeah, we are working okay. more. Now, I won't give specific metrics. I won't say no, no, no. we're working 25% more. I don't ever want to tie that to the price increase do, number. Do they ever say stuff? Because I got some clients that are kind of slick. Yeah, say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my... It's more transactions, but right. bank feeds picks up eighty <laughs> right. percent of them right. because they repeat transactions. Yeah. Or you know, eighty percent of the customers is the same invoice over and over. Right. And it's easier to identify because you know that we, yep, yep, you know, like yep. a bookkeeper is like wine. Yes. Right? They do get better with time. Yes, they do. Yeah. Right? Especially when they're stored yeah. in in that <laughs> perfect temperature with that client. Yes. Being aged. Yes. Be, because you're learning about the client. Yeah, and the relationship's the already there and right. the trust is there. Right. 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 And so, yeah, no, they, they do um, um, a few times, but then often I'm able to go back and have a, hey, let's get on the phone and talk. I want to I make sure I understand what you're saying, but also I want to make sure that we have a conversation about the continued value we're, we're providing you and, right. and, the, and, the, and the peace of mind. And so um, most of the time after that conversation, a customer goes, oh, you know, you're, you're right. Like I really, I've learned to trust you guys. You guys are doing great work. I don't want to be cheap, you know, with you guys. Right. And so there you go. And then if customer who, frankly, if if there are, if I if I if I think they're underpaying for value, and they've and I got them initially with an under under underpriced, um, I'll have a conversation with them and say, you know, I don't know if you understand the value that we're providing, and I think there might be a bread, another provider that might be better suited. Now for you. underpaying value because you priced it wrong, though, right? Correct. Right. Right, I, I priced it right now. So I'll admit, I say, you know, but, I think but, we own a price. But then, they're, but then they're reluctant to a price increase. Correct, correct. Right, correct. Yeah, that yeah. could happen. I mean, oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, right. easily. So, yeah, what other, what other ways, what, what else have you done to, specifically with your customers to give them that experience of, of uh, a better experience? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think as a whole, and this is something that I've, I've gotten gradually better over time, is you set the expectation. Right. Up front to say, like I have one client that I just, when we picked them up, I detected that they they could pay my fee, but they, they wanted to feel they had a discount of some sort. So the way I, had, the way I priced it was I priced them for the whole year worth mm. of services, and I broke down the three things that we're going to do. Okay. Uh, the on-site meetings, the one-on-one -on -one consulting, the phone support or the optional email support. I gave them both options with, oh, a, great. with a big price difference. Okay. So if they wanted phone support, that means they can call or, or they expect a call back. It was almost like $450 a month in addition to everything else versus just $100 a month for email. Right. So I just basically make sure that like, it would have been a significant price increase for them to do phone. Right. So they picked it, they call me and they say, well, why is there a big difference? I say, look, 
I prefer that you save the money. Right. And if, if, if you can explain your questions via email and you're okay with an email answer, then pick that. You know, I almost think I did it on purpose because I know phone would have been in this particular client emails me every day with a question. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So I can only imagine what the phone would be like. Even if it's a five minute conversation, dropping everything to serve that client is very hard. That's why I made it really, really uh, just a big price difference. So I think setting, and it's been a very successful uh, client. So he, she paid for a whole year worth wow. of services. She's been emailing me every day on QuickBooks. That's, that's, well, that's great. Right? Um, and I think that maybe next year um, we'll change it a little bit, but it'll be better because she's been trained for a whole year. Right. Um, but I think it's just setting the expectation and I think price, price fixes a lot. So, and, and it's best when they choose. You know, like she chose email support, right? That way she will never complain about not getting a phone call back or, or calling me and expecting me to answer because she had the two choices. She had the phone yeah. and the email. So she, she does exploit the heck out of that yeah. email though. Um, <laughs> when I went on vacation, she did email me the day I left oh, and I yeah. called her back and I said, hey, I'm gonna answer this one via voice because right. I'm literally going off the grid. Right. And she's like, I understand. That's great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my emails ready. When you come back, I'll have maybe 10, <laughs> 10, that's great. 10 days worth of emails. I said, that's fine. You know. So I think setting the expectation up front is really the, 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 one of the best things you can yeah, do. Yeah. The great. other great thing you can do is um, it's just wow them with something they weren't expecting. That's a bit more difficult because of bandwidth. But what I do sometimes is because. I make myself very unavailable mm -hmm. for people to just call me and talk to me. That when I happen to be driving to one, from one customer to the next, I do call my good clients. Hey, hey, I'm just, I know you emailed me a couple of days ago and I answered. Yeah. I'm just calling you to see if the answer made sense, which is a big surprise to them. Yeah, that's great. Believe it or not, getting a phone call from yeah. me is a big surprise. You're trying to actually right. confirm if the experience you want them to have is right. actually happening. But, but, right. but, but I have very limited time that I can call people. Yes. So I never tell people I will call them back with the answer. It's always email. But for my, my best clients, I always try to call them back in between the, just, just say, hey, did the email work? Did Jessica from my office answer the question? Right. Did it work when you worked with Alex? So I'll do that, sprinkle that, a couple phone calls here and there, because that, that's just really valuable. Yeah, so this just made, this made me think about um, a question, or a thought, or comment is, you know, we talked about how we help our customers experience pricing, or have a better experience. I think about the state our customers in that affects their willingness to pay more money. So an example is this, we're both on vacation, right? right? With our families. And before we come on a vacation, we're often, think, we're often thinking through, and it, it's different for everybody, but often we're a little price sensitive in the fact that you're trying to plan a vacation, you're trying to keep it under a certain budget. You right. don't want to, you don't want to blow the wallet, blow the credit card bill, whatever it is. You always do it, by the way. You I, do, you do end up doing yeah, that. Always, yes. Yeah. But what's funny is you do that while you're on the trip. Right, on the trip only. Because you, you, you look at the incremental spend. Correct. To increase the experience and you right. justify it in your mind. So there's a state you're I'm in. I'm already here. You're already here. Right. The state you're in is, I'm here, I may not come back to this place. Right. Or, or I don't yeah. have... 30 minutes to waste looking for parking. Yes. I'm going to pay for the parking that's right here, yes, yes. which is like in downtown Montreal. Yes. Or it's like you got, really expensive. You got three, four screaming kids that are hungry. Okay, this restaurant is one, $1 more sign on Yelp than the other one. It's got one, $4 signs in Yelp. But it's got a seating right away, and right. your kids are screaming. Right. You're willing to just spend it. 
because the experience is better and your and, and, and your kid they have something to eat for your kids so I think about that is the environment or the state your customers in changes their price sensitivity it changes their price sensitivity right. and vacations like the ultimate right or a sporting event the ultimate it's very interesting so it's what? why you pay for $12 popcorn at the movie theater. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or why you pay so much more for a drink at certain bars than others or certain restaurants than right. others. So it'd be interesting to think about how do you either, how can you either walk your customers into a state, not not manipulating them. All right. Like, like when you stay at a hotel, they're not manipulating you. You're at a hotel. That's a good, that's a good when point. When you're at a game, a Toronto Raptors game, they're not manipulating you. You're at a game. They know hmm. you're at that's a game. Good, good so how yeah. could you bring, what, what experience or what place could you actually affect the state of your customer hmm. so that they're not in the state of, oh, I'm with my accountant, or they're not in the state of, um, I'm price conscious or price sensitive. Okay. What are those... What are those variables you actually can affect? I got a couple ideas. Yeah, those would be interesting. So now, I think that's probably a topic for a whole episode. Yes, yes. So we could probably but wrap it up. just think about well, how much, how, how long yeah, have we been on? We've been on for 28 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dan's, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan. Okay. Who's got, uh, I don't know the name of his book. I think it might be called the Dan Sullivan Question. Okay. And the Dan Sullivan Question says, if you and I were sitting in a cafe three years from now, happy and talking about the progress that we have made yes and you're ecstatic what would have happened in those three years for you to feel that right that's uh, the dan sullivan question yeah it's called the desired future state yeah so what you need to do is you need to sort of transport the client's mind into a future that looks better than the present and get them to tell you what are the things that ha that would have happened to make them feel that way and they're basically laying out the entire roadmap right. of what they want from you. Right. But if the word imagine is actually one of the most powerful Word. words, you know this. Yeah. Right? I mean, because I'm sure in, in, in your lectures and your stuff, you use the word imagine or close your eyes and imagine so people can basically tr almost transport even for mm -hmm. most to another place or, or, or another state of mind. So if you tell people, imagine how you want to feel in three years after you and I have kicked ass. Right and, and have developed this great thing or made your business better, what exactly would yeah. have happened? Yeah. And get them to tell you, oh yeah, that's gonna be when our business hits a million dollars, when our, when we move to a bigger office, when I finally have an employee to delegate everything to, when you have everything taken care of so I don't have to think about it, I'm dealing with customers and I'm calling you and you have the numbers and you know, lease or buy, whatever yeah. you can answer, whatever, whatever that future desired state the client tells you uh, verbatim, if you can transport them or get them to say that, they're temporarily in that in elated state. In that elated state. state, yeah. So unfortunately, that's yeah. the time to hit them with a big, <laughs> hit them with a big price. Well, but that, well I mean, know, why not? No, no, why not? And, and actually, that is a method in public speaking. That is yes. a method. I actually do that when I, I preach at my church once a month. Yeah. And I actually almost, a lot of sermons, I either start off with imagine or remember like right. this, this past, one of the past ones I did was I said, remember, or remember the best friendships you've ever had. Right. How did you feel in those friendships? Right. Remember, how do you feel? Yeah. What is what emotions come up? Right. right. So when you're you're just asking the customer to say, imagine the best outcome in one year, three years, six months from now. What does it look like? Right. And how do you imagine us helping you with that state? Right. Helping you, us get there. Right. Well, I want you to do this and this. Great. You know, and then, right. and like you said, 
like now the next question is, what if I could get you there? Right. What if I could get you there? Right. Um, um, how would that make you feel, or what would you be willing to pay? Sometimes right. you can ask that question. What would you? What's the budget for that? No, I think in your mind. What I actually is think it's a better question. Yeah, a better yeah. question to say, when they say that desired future state yeah. is, I am making a million dollars a year. There you go. Then you can <laughs> say, if I help you get there, yeah. you think twenty percent of that would be fair. Right. So if if my bill is two hundred thousand dollars in the next five years. And I can get, get you, you there, there to a million dollars. Is that fair? Right, right. What they're always gonna say what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, twenty yes. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so then all of a all of a sudden You have your price. You know yeah. exactly well at least you know yeah. you yeah. Yeah. it's called the hypothetic what is it called? Uh, Blair Enns, the author of a book called uh, Pricing Creativity, calls it the hypothetical ceiling. Yes. Right. You you have all of a sudden went what you thought was maybe five hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month. So, hey, in five years, I could charge $200,000. Right, right. Now, can I get in there? Yeah, but it's a hypothetical scene because they're in this imagined state. Yeah, right? but, it's a but at, least, but at yeah. least you get them to talk about yes. big numbers. Yes, yes. Right, instead of just trying to get them from the budget of $500 right, a right, month right. to $1,000 a month, <laughs> yeah. you're getting yeah. them to $200,000 in five years, which is what? $40,000 a year? Yeah. Which is three, four thousand dollars a month. month. Yep. Right. So uh, for, for most people, if you start with budget, you start talking about yeah. this is how much we're going to charge. So it's not the time you want to throw a low number. Right? You don't well, yeah, the, yeah. the problem yeah. is if, you, if you're not talking about the desired outcome, right. you're talking about a cost. Yes. Yes. If you're talking about a desired outcome, you're talking about a proportion of the outcome. That's partnership. Right? Because if I'm only taking 20% to help you make a million dollars, yes. that's the best possible mm -hmm. partner you can yeah. think of. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Most partners will take fifty. Right, right, right. No, I think I, I think that's that that's great. That just you just gave me now the few questions to have to give my sales guy. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, are you asking these questions? Because right. this is gonna help us increase our price and, and increase the value that the customer believes we're giving. And right. I believe we can also and I think you can also now do this to your employees with your team. You can have the same question go around again, this is what the customer said, here's the value we want to give them. How do we deliver that? Right. What can we do? Imagine the different ways uh, we can actually create our processes or create our company to actually deliver that kind of value or Correct. to our customers. Um, because oftentimes employees will say, well, you promised that? Like, right. You think we can do that? Well, yeah, I think we can do that for well, this. You, 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 don't have, you don't have to yeah. promise it. I think you can, you can set up a contract in such a way that you charge sort of a base fee Correct. for the right. base work and then a contingent fee for the on, outcomes. On the outcomes, yeah. right. On the outcomes, right. yeah. Right. But, but, it, but even if there's not a contingent fee, what I'm saying is as long as you get people to talk about the potentiality of yeah. paying you $4,000 a month <laughs> versus $500, right. it just it, it's, it sets up the conversation differently. Yeah, yeah well, that's really Now, really it's cool. harder. It's, it's, it's more liability for us. Yeah. It's a bigger commitment. But, you know, we went into business to, to be entrepreneurs, not to yes. be... Not to be accountant. I mean, yes, yeah. accounting is. We we should not be in business to be accountants. We should be in business to entrepreneurs that happen to be great. Right. That's the service we're providing. Right. That, that happens to be right. the, the, our, right. our, the, our craft. Right. That happens to be what we're good. And at. if we had a better way to serve our serve our customers, we would probably just do that instead. Right. And charge them for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what, what it is. Correct. So. You think this trip has been worth it, Canada? Would you recommend that to? Yeah. You, so yeah. yeah. First of all, Canada. It's a beautiful country. Yes. Yeah. Big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's big. You start and you started all the way in Toronto. Yeah. And then you went all the way across. So it's you, you, pretty. It's pretty big, and, and it, most of it is farmland. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, 
other than Toronto, Ottawa, and, and Montreal, everything has been farmland. So that's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible how much, like, I'm a city guy, you know, yeah. so how much non-city people are out there. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and their lifestyle is much different. And oh, yeah. It's, it's slower. And yeah. The supermarkets have less variety out there. Well, and, and one of the funny things I, I learned about Canada um, years ago when I was doing a trip across it for some work, um, I noticed no matter how small the town was, I actually followed, I followed a gas pipeline across Canada. And, um, and it hit every little town because of, uh, of the software system that was being installed um, to manage this gas pipeline. And so every little town I'd go, um, we'd go to the office of, of, of the gas company and then we'd ask, okay, um, so uh, where, where, where should we go eat lunch? And every single, no matter how small it was, had two Chinese restaurants. <laughs> Every town, dude. There's a lot two. of Asians in dude, Canada. There's a lot of Asians in Canada. A lot of Asians in Canada. And, and Canadians love Chinese food. I know that's just really, really funny to me. I think everybody likes Chinese. I know everybody. Does. <laughs> I just found it funny that no matter what the town was, is well, where can we go for lunch? Well, we can go to this Chinese restaurant or this Chinese restaurant. I went, wait, do you only have Chinese that, restaurants? That's true. There was, there was Chinese <laughs> restaurants everywhere. And my funny? wife, my wife doesn't eat a lot of Asian, yeah. <laughs> and we were yelping, where, where should we eat? And she was like. The first 15 choices were some, something Asian or Chinese, and it's like, oh, God. It's you so know. funny. She's like, I get Chinese over there. I don't know. Right, right. It's really, really fun. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah. We got to hang out more. We get to get, we'll get to see each other at QuickBooks Connect Yeah, we'll do more videos at QuickBooks Connect. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of the trip with your family. You too, brother. Yeah, right. yeah. See you we'll around. Talk soon, yeah. Bye, see everybody. You guys. Bye.